What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast today. My guest is April Mannion. She is a firefighter down in North Carolina. Um, it, her Instagram is fire firea26 f-r-f-i-r-e-a-26 you could check her out over there um you could see she's um like i said a firefighter she's technical rescue usar swift water um and a physical fitness advocate of the highest level right april i mean you are just training hard it's inspirational um, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on for this podcast was because you could talk to us a little bit about your training and what it's like to be a firefighter and, of course, what it takes to to operate at the level that you're operating at. So welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Um, as you know, you've heard me talk about so many different topics when it comes to fitness, first responders. Um, I'm definitely an advocate of so many things, mental health, physical health, and there are so many topics to, to talk about and to discuss and so many that are important and crucial that, that aren't, you know, looked at by a lot of people. So I definitely have a lot of things to say, and I'm looking forward to getting them out there with you. Um, yeah, uh, when we uh, started talking about the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you had done a post, um, you know, you just put yourself out there. Honesty is the best policy. And, and you kind of like, you just, you called it out like, yo, man, you got to do what you got to do. And it, training is an important thing. Physical fitness is important thing. you can't be a firefighter and, um, you know, half-ass your training in, you know, in the fire department and also with your physical fitness uh, training. And um, I think that's a good place to start right there. How can firefighters really push themselves um, when they think, okay, I just came off a hard shift. I'm really tired. I can't do anymore. Um, what, what, what do they got to do? What's, what's their mindset got to be like? So I think that's probably the most important thing, right, is, is getting your mind right. Because you're going to be tired when you get off shift. Most of us work multiple jobs. You know, I know on the East Coast, we don't get paid much. So we, we work more than one job. We work a lot of hours. We don't get a lot of sleep. We don't get that recovery that is key for most athletes. And we have to accept that. We have to accept that we're not going to get those things. We're always going to be tired. And our job requires that we are physically fit. So you get off work in the morning. You may be tired. You may need to go home and, and sit down and chill out, do whatever. But by the end of that day, you need to go in and you need to put forth some sort of effort to get that physical fitness in. Like we were talking about earlier, you may be tired, you may go to the gym or do whatever it is that you do for physical fitness that keeps you, you know, at the level to perform your job and, and to serve your community. Um, you may just end up going through the motions because you're tired, but that's okay. You still did it, which is what you need to do. So it doesn't matter if you're tired. It doesn't matter if you feel great. N none of that matters when you are a first responder our job and, doesn't end when you come home and it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter if you're tired um and you just want to kind of lay down and be yeah. you still right. have to do something right you do you really do you know there's there's 
so many days when I come home and I'm like, you know what? I just work 72 hours or, or whatever. And all I want to do is go to sleep, but I've got to get that physical fitness in. And it will not only help you with your physical self, it will also help you mentally. So we struggle with a lot of things mentally. You know, we disconnect when we're at work, we disconnect when we're at home. Um, just kind of always in that 911 mode, right? It's hard to kind of think of yourself as a normal person sometimes. And for me, I know that going to the gym, no matter how I'm feeling, puts me in a different mind frame. So I think that's another good way to look at it. You've it, got to get your physical fitness in to perform the job, but it also is going to help you mentally. And, and by doing that, it, like you mentioned, 911 mode, uh, being in a different frame of mind. Now you're home with your family, your friends. Right. They don't, even though they know what you do for a living, they just don't really know. And yeah. they're never going to really know. So it's not up to them understand you and tiptoe right. around you it's up to right. you to get back to being on a to level them. with them yeah that's Absolutely. all responsibility right it is 100 percent, and it's so, extremely difficult yeah extremely difficult to do so so weightlifting some kind of physical fitness that's going to bring you back right it is it is going to bring you back it kind of takes you out of the you know a lot of people analyze calls or they're, they'll get off work and they're still in that like that ready state, you know, that go state. You go to the gym, you know, you put in that effort, you put in that that physical grunt work and it kind of changes your mind frame. When you're done, you're able to relax, right? Your adrenaline is lower. Um, you know, you've, you've gotten those good endorphins in and you can kind of change your mind frame at that point so that when you go home, you're more prepared to reconnect to the normal world and to your family. And that's really important. I, um, I struggle with my family is my kids are older. So, you know, they're kind of doing their own thing. But for me, it's um, struggling just with, you know, making phone calls to my mom or, or calling my grandmother or things like that. So we all struggle with kind of reconnecting in general. And, and for me, physical fitness has has helped me tremendously with changing mindsets. Yeah, that's interesting. You're saying, you know, just making that phone call, like it's just a phone call. Why is that so difficult? Right. But it's a it's a disconnecting situation. You, in right. order to make a phone call, it, you have to turn on that switch to connect. And it's hard as a first responder coming off shift to, to do that because we're switched on all the time at work. It's almost like the body's like, nah, just please don't, yeah. right? Right. Just leave me alone, right? Yeah. Because you, and it's not even just about the physical aspect of it. The physical aspect of it is, is crucial. You have to be strong. You have to have endurance. You have to be able to go hard and recover quickly as a first responder in order to be su successful at your job, period. But when it comes to um, the mental aspect of it, it's, it, it takes a toll on you. Every call that you go on, you're giving a piece of yourself, right? You know, every patient or, you know, every person that you come into contact with, you are giving them a part of you. You may not realize it, but at the end of the day, you are. So when you come home, you kind of feel like, ah, I've given so much. And it's, it's kind of, 
it, it can be kind of selfish. It can be kind of a selfish job when it comes to your family because you feel like I've given all of this and now I need to come home and I need to give to the people that care about me and the people that are a part of my life. You still have to give. So, so being able to transfer over and say, okay, I've cared and given to the people that I've taken care of at work. Now I really need to care and give to those people that love me and are, are, are a part of my family. And yeah. um, I've, I've explained that to my family as far as, you know, that's a struggle for me. And I think being open and honest with your family, they're not going to get it. We, we know they're not going to completely understand it, but I think if you can phrase it in a certain way, that will help them to understand the disconnection and the reconnection aspect of it. Yeah. And they get a better perspective to operate. a little bit. So a the conversations bit. and stuff go a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. Now you, uh, you mentioned your grandmother and your mother and it's good that, that you still call them. Yes. <laughs> <Kudos>. I, <laughs> um, yes. They, uh, yeah. What do they best. think? What do they think about what you do for a living? Um, you know, it's funny. They never wanted me to do this. Uh, my grandmother still to this day, she'll say, well, why can't you do hair or something like that? No. <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's take a look at my hair. I can't even do my hair, much less somebody else's. But to me, you know, this is not a job. It's a lifestyle. Right. As it is for, for anybody that's truly, you know, a firefighter or, you know, a police officer or a paramedic, EMT, whatever. It's, it's a lifestyle. We spend the majority of our time at work. We live, at, I, I clean the stations way more than I clean my house, which is, I know I'm hiding the background of my house, but, you know, at this point they've accepted it. And I know that they're proud of me despite, you know, the not wanting me to do it or, or be safe, or I'm worried about you doing this or that. Um, they are proud and they also don't really know what I do. You know, you can watch Chicago Fire or Station 19 or whatever and think that you know what firefighters do. And we all know that that is total BS, right? So they're proud of me. They know it's a dangerous job, but they, they don't really know what I do. Um, so I think that makes it a little bit easier. And uh, I don't know about you or other people, but if you ever have a family member that says, well, why don't you tell me about your, your shift? And you go to talk about a call. They're like, oh no, no, I don't want to hear about that. Right. You know? So yeah, I, yeah. I usually don't, I, no. I, I might say, oh, we had a fire. Right. We had a car fire on the highway in the middle of the rain at two o'clock in the morning. I might say right. that. Right. I'm not going to share all the other stuff. No, no. I, I don't want to talk about it either. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And I don't either. Um, but even, you know, them, I think it's, it's kind of them trying to connect with you and understand what you do. And, but at the end of the day, nobody really wants to, to hear what we really do. And they're not going to understand what we really do. Yeah. And it's just the way it is. It's, it is. Yeah. It is. Now, where are you? You're in North Carolina. Uh, where at? I'm in Chapel Hill. Okay. And, and Chapel Hill is... How is that close to any bigger cities? Uh, it's Raleigh, Greensboro, okay. um, right. a couple hours from Charlotte. So we are closer to some bigger areas. Chapel Hill is a college town. We're actually, a, you know, a largely growing town. 
Um, and we call it a town, but it's a city at this point. We've exceeded the population for a town. They just yeah. kind of like to stay in a little town bubble. Um, yeah, it's um, everybody's like headed out to North Carolina. It's such a yeah. popular destination. We make jokes Absolutely. about it all the time. Like, oh, I guess that's where we're going to wind up too. <laughs> you know, like, everybody's going there. So your fire department has to handle this influx of people, more emergencies, more problems. Right. And um, so you're training all the time, right? You're swift water training, um, technical rescue, building collapse, fire training. I would love to say that we are. Um, I would I would love to say that we are doing everything that we need to do. COVID has put a really big hit mm -hmm. on, on training and on our department really wanting multi-companies to get together. So at this point, we're starting to be able to go out and get together and train and do more. Um, but we're just now starting to ramp that back up. And it's been, you know, a, a long time. It's, it's been over a year that we haven't really been able to do a whole lot. We can go out with our company and do stuff, which is great, but it is definitely not at the level that it needs to be. And, um, you know, I'm fortunate that I have a really, really good crew and a really great, uh, I have two battalion chiefs and they're both great. So we're, we're starting to make that happen. We're getting back out there and getting that training done, which makes my day because the last thing I want to do if we're not running calls is sit at the station and do, you know, busy work or, or you know, crap around. Yeah. Just do, doing nothing. It's kind yeah, of yeah. too boring. So right. now the, the, yeah. So same with us, you know, we were, we weren't even able to like go and do pre-fire plans and buildings or nothing like right. that. And, right. you know, you got new guys coming on and you want to show them stuff, but the other problem, and this is a, this goes beyond firefighters, first responders. It's a, everybody. Um, not that people in, <laughs> it's not like the majority of people were already working out as it is. I, I mean, it's such a small percentage, <clears throat> but once COVID hit, everybody put on a ton of weight and, you know, maybe, maybe they tried, you know, push-ups in their basement didn't work out. Um, but you maintained your fitness throughout, right? And, and it's, yes. it appears to me just from kind of going through your, your social media, you actually doubled down. You, you, it looked like you actually kicked it in the ass and said, no, nah, no, nah, this is going to happen. So physical fitness wise, you, you, I mean, you look great. You're, you're, you. you're moving great. You're putting up um, solid videos where like you speed up the video, but you're, it's a yeah. whole workout. So we see exactly how hard you're working out in a very quick time frame. Right. So there's, you know, it's not just like a, a Instagram one minute gratuitous vid where the rest of the time you just sat around on your phone. You were really working out. I and am inspirational. And I know people who are badass don't like to say that they're badass. So I'll say it for you, you're badass. So just I like, appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So I, uh... this is, this is important. I, you know, and this is why you, you, you got to talk about this stuff. This is why I do the podcast too. Um, are, are firefighters, first responders, are we doing enough to stay in shape nowadays? Have you seen a decline in physical fitness? A hundred percent. So um, that's, that's been a really huge frustration to me lately, especially um, with hiring new people, not, not only hiring new people, but just kind of looking around at fire departments in general. I mean, you drive by and you drive by a fire department and who do you see outside, right? What do you want to see? Right. You want to 
to see people that are fit. You want to see people that are like, you know, those people can take care of me if I need them. That's not what I'm seeing. Um, and it's so frustrating to me and it's sad. And honestly, it's embarrassing uh, because we need to be up here, right? We have standards where we need to be and, and we're not there. A lot of departments, I feel like, you know, I can't speak for all. There are a lot of progressive departments that, that are doing a great job with hiring people based on multiple things, their physical ability, you know, their, their interview, their personable skills, their, their intelligence, their mechanics, whatever. There are a lot of departments doing that, but there are also a lot of departments that are hiring people um, not based on performance. They're, they're hiring people based on other things. And I, I am 100% against that. Um, I... Diversity in a department is extremely important, right? It, it, we, as a community, as a society, we're diverse and we need that. We need to represent our community. But when it comes down to our jobs, we don't have desk jobs. We have jobs where we have to perform. That's our job. We need to be able to save people. We need to be there on people's worst days and take care of them. And it doesn't matter what you look like. Nobody cares what you look like when you come to to help them. What they care about is that you can do the job. So a, a big issue for me is uh, performance and hiring based on performance. We're not doing that. We have a lot of people that we're picking up, um, not only new hires, but also people that are already firefighters that have kind of, they're dropping the ball, right? They're, they're getting complacent. They're not, they're not working out. They're not trying to keep their mind sharp. They're they're just, they're just there and it's not okay. It's, it's absolutely not okay. And if you get to the point, in my opinion, where you're sitting around and you aren't physically capable of doing your job, you're not physically capable of going out and just working out for an hour, um, you need to, you need to quit. It's done. You're done. Um, yeah, go ahead. It, you're strong. It's strong what you're saying. And it could it upset. Is. It could upset people too. It can. And but the, the thing is, is you can't, you can't say it's not true. It's not. And that's, and that's another thing. Um, I think a lot of, a, a lot of people have a hard time with some of the things, well, my opinions in general, they are strong very, very strong. And I'm very, very passionate about what I do and what I expect from myself. I'm, I'm way harder on myself than anybody else could ever be. I don't expect people to be like me by any means. I am, um, as far as what I do, it's, it's over the top, but that's just me. That's who I am. Um, mentally, it helps me I go to a regular gym and work out and then I go to CrossFit and I do, you know, my Olympic lifts and my Metcons and I love it. I do that every day that I can. When I'm at the station, I do whatever I can. People don't need to do that. That's not necessary. What is necessary is moving your body, having the strength, having the endurance, um, and, and being able to reach that high intensity threshold that we, we have to hit when we're fighting a fire and then be able to recover that's what we need to do our job. Um, and if you're not willing to work on those things 
for an hour a day or, or, or for whatever it takes, then to me, you're not willing to actually be uh, an active person in the fire service. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an active job. It is. It's an active if job. You don't want to it do, requires... if, if you don't want to be active at all, right? why would you want to be active at the right. job? You're, you're right. not going to want, you're, it's going to, even if uh, you're somehow uh, obliged to move and start doing something, it's going to feel really horrible to you because you're not, right. used, you're not used to doing it. A hundred percent. You're going to be like 100%. suffering and, and, and fail quickly too. Right. And you're and, not going to be able to go to the highest level. Exactly. And, and not only, you know, you've got to think we can go to the gym and move our bodies, but we put on our gear. Our gear alone, it raises your heart rate. It, it, you know, your parasympathetic system kicks in, you know, your eyes dilate, your, you, you don't go, you don't need to pee, you know, everything changes physiologically as soon as you put on that gear. And that's a workout in and of itself. So so many reasons why we need to be physically fit. Um, and then our mentality in the fire service, it seems like a lot of times are, I've noticed that a lot of departments, and I can't speak for all of them, obviously, but we're losing a little bit of our culture and our tradition. Yeah. That's, that's sad to me. Um, you know, I got into the fire service for a lot of reasons. I wanted to help people. I wanted to do something that was different and unique. And this is the job. This is the job for me. And this is the lifestyle for me. And I think that having that tradition and, and that kind of family atmosphere where everybody took care of each other and, and we knew each other's families and you wanted to help lift people up and um, inspire the new people teach them, guide them, not, not hate on them and be like, oh, you, you suck because you can't do something. Yeah. That's, um, that, that positive tradition and culture is, is diminishing um, in some departments. And uh, we need to get that back. Now, let's go back a little bit. When did you actually get hired? How long have you been a firefighter? I've been a firefighter since 2012. Um, okay. Prior to that, I was a stay-at-home mom. And wow. yeah, yeah, very, very different. But you, I, you had your eye on it though, right? You oh, were, yeah. You were working definitely. your way toward it, raising, raising your children like, okay. And you were going yeah. through the process because there is a process if anybody listening, you know, yes. you just don't, you don't just go down and say, hey, can I be a fireman? And they're like, yeah, no. here, you know. There's a process no. that it could take years before you actually. Absolutely. Um, so I grew up in a household where I had a family member that was in public safety. It was back when they did, you know, fire, EMS, and police. Um, and when it separated, he went to law enforcement. Well, he went to fire first and then decided to transfer over to law enforcement. So I grew up uh, for a certain amount of years around that. And I've, I've always been a little bit different. Um, with, you know, what my goals and my, my, my dreams were. Um, things changed a little bit for me when I got older and, and you know, I did everything backwards as far as like the, the having kids, getting married, 
um, all of that stuff. You know, career came later, and that's totally fine. It is what it is, and I'm I don't I don't regret that uh, at all. But when I when my kids got a little bit older, when I got divorced, I was able to pursue what I wanted, which was the fire service. And like you said, it's not an easy thing to do. You don't walk to a, walk into a department and say, I want a job. Um, I put myself through a fire academy, uh, a college fire academy, and it was really tough because you oh, can't work. And you paid for it. I did. You paid did. your own way through that. Wow. I did. Wow. Yeah. Um, and you can't work when you're doing that, right? So I moved back in with the, the mom and, you know, kind of put my head to the grindstone and, and went through that. And I was also older. I was, I was 30 years old when I was in that academy. Uh, so being the old lady and the only female in the academy, it was different. It was difficult. And it was a major accomplishment for me. Uh, I got through it. I loved it. I learned a lot. I realized that this job is something that you can, you, you have something to learn at all times. You never know everything. There are so many certifications that we have, so many more that we can get. And that piece of paper is, is awesome. And it says you are certified in this. But I mean, honestly, unless you keep uh, up and on top of a million different things, are you, is that piece of paper, does it mean anything? No. No. So um, went through the academy and got my first job and then started setting goals of, of what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish uh, with skill sets and, and so on. And that's what I've been working towards and continue to. Man, that is, that is fantastic. You know, the, I get a little bit of goosebumps here because I, I understand that, you know, what you did there, you put you pretty much put all your eggs in one basket and said, I'm going for this. If it happens, it happens. If it don't happen, I don't know what I'm going to do. You, like that's no safety net. You yeah. took a huge chance here because there's no guarantee you were going to make it through the Academy right. or anything like that. Anything could have went along along the way. Absolutely. And yeah. And, and, and you went for it. And, you know, that's a similar kind of thing that happens. You know, we talk to people in the fire department. They had something else they could have possibly done, a good-paying job over here or over there, and they just had that gut feeling, and they went for it, and they, they're doing what they love to do. But there's a lot of guys who tried, a lot of women who tried, mm -hmm. and it didn't work out. So, and, and I'm sure you had that in the back of your mind, right? I did. And, you know, I've worked for more than one department, and I can tell you I – I've worked on the East Coast. I've worked on the West Coast. Uh, both coasts are very different when it comes to fire departments. And it is it can be extremely hard to get a job. You can apply somewhere, you know, six, seven, 13 times. It doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do. It's just, yeah. it's not your time, right? So it's- there's, It's highly competitive. There's other people very competitive. just as good as you. Right. Going for that same job. And right. like, it's timing and everything, like just- right. It's so, it's such a narrow window. It is, it is. Um, so you have to have that, that not give up mindset. Uh, I also had, <laughs> it was really not good timing when the academy began. I had just had surgery and my doctor had not cleared me <laughs> to do anything <laughs> physical. And I was like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, I'll be fine. It's going to be fine. 
So I, I went ahead and did it and I'm glad I did. I don't regret it. I'm, I, pain is not an issue for me. It's more of a, I need to function and I can push through things. And I did. Um, I had moments where I had some ab abdominal surgery where I would gather fluid and, and during a break, I'd go in with a syringe and just pull that fluid out and keep on trucking. Oh my God. Are you, <laughs> this is at the Academy. You were sucking yeah. fluid out of yeah. Who, who yeah. taught you about sucking the fluid out? Um, so I knew just from the doctor uh, what he did when I would go in and he would say, you know, I don't know why you're building up all this fluid. Uh, this is what we need to do. And I was like, eh, I know why. But um, so that's that's what I would do. So you where so you had to get needles and you just one day said, all right, let me try this out. On yeah, I actually I, I actually asked him if I could um, take some stuff home with me okay and, um but still this is this is completely <laughs> unprecedented like it is a little yeah this should be a movie yeah you gotta <laughs> no, talk to no. Unbelievable. Um, but listen, no it's uh, you know how many people the minute the doctor would have said uh you know you're gonna have to take it easy they would have said there's my excuse. You know, maybe no. they would outwardly say there's but in their head every, a lot of people are looking for the excuse the easy way out Right. And they say, here's my excuse. All right, I'll, I'll have to try the fire academy some other time. Right. But you, not only did you say, screw that, I'm going about, I'm going to suck the fluid out of my own stomach in the bathroom and not say anything to anybody and just act like th it's another normal day. I mean, that is like just <laughs> brute force right there. That's, I love that. That's, that's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I am. Um, I actually don't even, I, I don't even think about that a lot, but I think to me, it was, you know, the fire academy was starting. I had planned on starting it. The other stuff I hadn't planned on, it happened. And it was like, you know what, this, this is my time. You know, I've, yeah. I've committed to this and I'm not going to let this other stuff get in the way. I don't have time for it. And I, I still to this day um, have that same mentality, which may or may not be smart. I'm getting older. Now I have some injuries that I should probably listen to my doctor and say, okay, I'm going to take care of it. But right now I'm just, no, I'm, I'm going to push through it. And I'm going to, you know, when I'm at a place where I feel like I've achieved, you know, what I want to achieve and I, I can take a little bit of time off and have a surgery that I need to have or whatever I will. But, but for now, if I can function, I'm going to keep going. That's just, that's who I am. And I, I hope that that we can we can get some more people. I know there are a lot of people like that, and I think that those are the people that that, that we really want um, yeah. to have in these jobs. I was going to say, if if you came for an interview and told me that you, know, you were drawing fluid out of your stomach every day, I'd be like, "You're hired, man. <laughs> You're willing yeah. to go through a lot of shit just to get a job. So come on, let's go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Now, do you consider yourself a philosophical person, uh, a deep thinker, or like, because uh, you did mention you felt it was your time. And right. some people I've heard say that I've felt it myself. And so, and I will always wonder sometimes how, how weighty uh, that is to them. It, it, when you felt it was your time, was this like a big moment that you realized, like, this is it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I, I went through a lot in my marriage, a lot of very unhealthy things. And, you know, I stayed at home with my kids, um, which was personality wise, 
you know, before I had kids, I would have never thought I was capable of. Um, but I gave everything to them. And I am I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to do that. And I, I spent my time raising them, um, teaching them and, and loving them. And when I got divorced and when they were older, it was, it's time for me to find myself again. It, this is my time. You know, I've, I've, I've taken care of other people. Um, I'm going to continue to take care of my kids, obviously, but, but it's time for me to be me again. And that was when I had the opportunity to, to do it. I was just like, let's, let's do this. It's time, you know, I need a career. I know what I want and I'm going to go after it. I'm going to do it. So it, it was a, my time, this is it moment. Yeah. And, and that's a healthy approach right there too. Um, you know, to, to like, you know, you going through a divorce, sometimes people will have these, you know, negative feelings about themselves and then they might try to, instead of finding themselves and being happy with themselves, they try to replace, tr like replace that, right. that person if, or whatever it is. And it right. might not be the right person again for them and stuff like that. Right. And what you made the right, this is what they talk about in all the self-help, whatever you just went and did it. Um, you, you found out who you were, which you probably had a vague idea, but because you were so busy with the kids and everything, it's hard to really concentrate fully right. on yourself. So now here's right. your opportunity and you discovered amazing things about yourself, right? I'm still, I'm still learning about myself. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've, I've come to understand that I'm capable of a lot more than I you know, had ever thought I was growing up. And every day I, I learn more and more and more. I, I don't see myself the way I think that other people may or may not. I, I don't know. Um, I just know that I'm driven. I know I'm driven. I know I'm, I'm strong. I know I have the strength and I don't mean that physically. I mean that mentally. And, and that comes from a long background of, of other stuff that we don't need to get into, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I have that drive and I have that mentality and I have that, you know, just push through and do, you know, if I want to do it and it's a goal, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And, and physical fitness training, Olympic lifts, CrossFit, which are very difficult. CrossFit's a difficult sport. Olympic lifts are very technical, advanced kind of things. And you just said you you have that drive, that challenge. That really goes to show. A lot of people try Olympic lifts. They drop out. Nothing negative. It's just right. it's, it's that right. kind of thing. You know, right. some people just want to, you know, go running and maybe, you know, pump some iron and keep it simple. Right. right. Uh, and CrossFit, again, another thing where you have to develop skills and, and stamina and, and it it's, goes beyond. So your quest for challenges, is is that like your – uh like you're is that who you are are you it, it is okay 100 percent um i actually get a lot of crap from people uh and family you know i've been my background is bodybuilding uh women's physique okay that's i i did that for for decades I hate to give away age but i did that for a really long time and crossfit 
I, you know, bodybuilding and CrossFit, you're like, oh, look at the CrossFitters, you know, it's, it's, it's kind yeah. of like this, you know, you make fun of each other. Yeah, it's um, oil and water kind of thing. It is, yeah. it is. But I found CrossFit, I started doing it and I realized how freaking out of shape I was. Yeah. I thought I was in great shape, right? You know, I worked out every day for hours and I did my cardio on the step mill or, you know, I would, I would run or do whatever. And then I did CrossFit. And it kicked my ass. Yeah. And that's when I was like, all right, I want to be really good at this. So um, I started working on it, started doing it daily. I still go to the gym and do my my bodybuilding pretty muscle stuff because I love it. I mean, it's just one of those things that I love. But for firefighting and for challenging myself, I have found that CrossFit is, is it is definitely it. Um, Olympic lifting, I actually, obviously that comes with CrossFit, uh, but I've separated that. I have somebody now that is at the CrossFit gym and he is, um, he goes to Pan Ams and Worlds and, and Olympic lifting. And I'm working with him now on Olympic lifts because I want to compete in that too. Now I kind of have a lot of physical eggs in different baskets. Um, and I'm horrible at them, horrible at them, but I'm still doing it and I'm still learning every day, little things are getting tweaked and that's a challenge. And that's the challenge that I love. Like you, you've got to find what you love to do. And even if you aren't good at it, that those little steps where you see that you're getting better at it, that's the drive. That's the fun. It's the process. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not being great at everything. It's getting there. Right. It's the journey. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You should never get to a point in your training where everything, yeah. you know, everything. And right. Because it's, you don't. Right. It's impossible. Right. It, it is impossible. And you can always be better. Yeah. That's the great thing. You know, right. all every day we can be better until we're dead. I want to continue to be a better athlete. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever that means for me. That's that's why it doesn't make sense to compare yourself. Like if you're if you're new to the gym and doing anything, and you look over and you see somebody that's been working out for thirty years and everything's perfect, look, you know, appears to be perfect, and you're gonna compare yourself to that person. Meanwhile, that person is looking over at the next person, going, "Man, I wish I could I could move more like that person." Right. So it's this ongoing thing, and it same thing on the fire ground. You're gonna see somebody do something, force a door, throw a ladder you know, just do something so well and, you know, you could compare yourself to them, but that's not going to get you anywhere. Instead, you right. say, okay, I need to work a little harder to try to achieve what that person has achieved. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and, and the same thing, you know, on the fire grounds and the fire service for me, there are so many things that I need to get better at. And there are so many things that I just, I know I suck at them. Right. We can't be great at everything. And that's, that's, that's the fun part. Those are the yeah. things that you get to go out and work on. And you may look like a jackass for a while until you get it. Um, and you may get some judgments and, and whatever, but you also get those people that are like, yeah, you know, that person is trying and, and they're going to do it until they get it. And that's another awesome thing about the fire service, right? There's a million things to learn and to be good at, and yeah. you're not going to be good at it. Other people are are going to be better and you learn from them and you, you just improve. There's so many different skill sets. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I started to realize 
as I got ahead in my career was because, you know, you, you make a mistake and, and then you go, man, I should have known better. And then you beat yourself up a little bit. But what I started to realize is the whole we're never on our game 100%, especially at work. And, th- and this translates over to what you said earlier. Even when you get off shift and you're tired, just show up at the gym. Just yeah. show up. Just get there. So be the guy or the girl front and center at the fire. Chief, right. what do you need? Even though he, they might ask you to do something that you're not that good at, you're still going to go for it. You're still going to do it. And it's not about, it. you know, obviously safety is the most important. Right, thing. right. But it's, you know, if, if you walk away from something that you kind of did, you know, you could have done better, you know, well, yeah, but I still did it. And I exactly. did it, and you know what? I didn't sleep good last night. I kind of got a cold. Uh, we didn't have dinner. You know, you could you could use all your your excuses, and yeah. some of them viable, right? Because we're talking about physical performance. At the end of the day, that's that's life, you know. So your training, it, it, it all crosses over, and you learn show up and just do the best you can. Right. Right. Overcome. And- Absolutely. And, and that's a hard thing in the fire service because we do traditionally uh, look at people and well, not necessarily traditionally, but, you know, we have a lot of people that will look at you and say, oh, you can't do that. You're look at that. Look at that guy. Look at that girl. They're doing awful at that. Right. But that's not what we need to do. We need to look at that person and say, let me give you the techniques or what I do that helps me to do that well. Or let's go out and practice that so that you can get better at it because you can't be good at everything. And if you're not willing to to do something and look stupid doing it in order to get it right, then <laughs> you're never going to be great at the job. And I can't tell you how many times I've looked so dumb doing something um, and still do and always will have those things. But that's okay because I'm trying. Right. And I'm learning from it. And I know that I need to work on it. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's the, um, the what's the, uh, that quote, the man in the arena, you know, choose to be the, choose to be in the arena rather than right. be up in the sidelines. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's going to see your flaws, but. Yes. You're yeah. the one that's, you're the one that's doing it. And exactly. nobody can take that away from you. Right. Right. And if, and if, you know, you're the type of person to look at the person that's messing up and, and trying and you're going to make fun of them, then, you know, you're the yeah. ass. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so, that'll be you five minutes from now doing the exactly, same thing. A different exactly. Exactly. And it's, it, that is actually really funny that you say that because you'll have people that will watch you do something and, and laugh and, and say that, you know, you did a, a poor job at it. And then, you know, a few days later, they'll have to do that same skill. and. Right. Yeah. Not there for them either. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've had you know, people come up to me uh, after I did something, you know, dopey, especially early in my career. And they'd be like, oh, you're going to get your balls busted. But don't worry about it because next shift, somebody else is going to do something just as stupid and they're going to forget all about you. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And then sure enough, you, that happens. And now all eyes are on that guy and, and you're forgotten. It's like, okay, it's true. So it absolutely is. It yeah. is. Um, it's, it's, it's funny how that works. You know, it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm driving right now. I'm working on my uh, kind of moving up. And um, I was before, and then I moved out West and it was kind of, I've started over several times. 
and so I'm, I'm, I'm back in that, you know, starting over again process. And it's funny because, you know, you, you, you do stupid stuff and you learn and it's always, um, you know, don't hit anything or, or yeah, yeah. you know, don't do this, but then it's, it's like, you know, another guy can hit something 13 times and that's the guy that gets promoted. Like that's, that's <laughs> the joke. It's, it's don't do this, but Hey, you know what? Maybe if you wreck that truck, you might even get promoted from it. It's, I don't know. Yes. Yes. Right. We, yeah. we have back and forth jokes in the fire yeah. service, right? Like you're not supposed to do this, but if you do, <laughs> you, yeah, you know, it might be the best yeah. thing you ever did. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So now you mentioned moving out west to be a firefighter. Where where did you move to? So I moved to Washington State. Um, and technically I moved my kids. Well, my ex-husband lives in Idaho. So he lives right on the border of Idaho and Washington. You can literally go over a little bridge and be in Washington State. So I moved to Washington State. Um, so my kids didn't come back and forth. So that you know, I just wasn't fair to them. Right. Um, I moved out there for about five years and I worked at uh, two different departments out there um, and actually went through the hiring process for Seattle. Um, so the, the West Coast is totally different from the East Coast. Yeah. A hundred percent. Wow. So you actually went through another hiring process. That's I, yeah, I've been through multiple. Um, that's, that's a lot. That's, you know, it is a lot. Like I it said, the, just the one is, is a lot, you know, it is. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. I, gosh, I've been through more than one Academy, you know, um, and I was willing to go through another one when I was there. Um, I was going to go through Seattle's and, and, I, once I moved back to North Carolina, I actually got the the letter from Seattle that, okay, it's, it's, it's your turn <laughs> for, you know, Academy 116 or, or whatever. And at this point I'm here um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. But yeah, I mean, it, sometimes you have to move around to get where you want. Uh, my, my first department was amazing. It was awesome. It was a really, really small traditional department in an area that fortunately for me gave me a lot of experience um low socioeconomic area um but gave me that experience gave me those fires gave me those um ems calls that i needed i also had the the goal of being a medic so as soon as i got that job that first firefighting job i started working on getting my medic um, I got my paramedic in 2013, so a year later, um, and then I went while I was doing that full-time EMS to get that experience. I don't believe that you should do something and and not have the experience to do it. I just yeah. I don't. Um, I always knew that fire was was full-time for me, and that being a medic would be part-time because East Coast we don't have fire medics where I am. Uh, despite the fact that would be my dream job, but we don't have that. So you've, I've, I've had to go uh, to several different departments to kind of uh, reach my goals and, and get where I want to get. And I'm not going to say that I won't, if I need to, continue to do that because that's just, that's me. Um, yeah. But yeah, going through different processes, it, it's it's hard. It's brutal. It's yeah. uh, it mentally 
humbling, you know, to say so the least. Being, you know, now we're going to, well, let's cross it over to fitness. It seems right. like, you know, again, you like the challenge. So we're talking about some challenge here. Do you approach it how you just approach your, your lifts, your CrossFit training? It's just like one yeah. lift at a time, right? Yep. Yeah. And, I, and I can't tell you. Yeah. I went through so many, you know, on the West Coast, you have to pay for a lot of stuff when it comes to applying for jobs. You know, you go through um, different networks to apply for a lot of different departments and you have to pay yeah. to go through the network uh, testing, and then you have to pay for each fire department you want to apply for. And then you have to pay to go through each step of that department's hiring process. I went through so many processes, I can't even tell you. It was, it, I, I felt like, am I ever going to get, you know, another job that I want out here? Like, I really got to that point where it was like, is this going to happen for me? Yeah. But I kept going and I kept doing it and I, I did. I got two yeah. different departments out there. Um, one of them was very, very unique uh, and different from any other experience that I've ever had. And then the other one was um, a city and, and a good department and I learned a lot there as well. So, so yeah. I, That's fantastic. It's hey. it, done a lot. Yeah, done definitely. Lot. So now, uh, before we go, I just want to go back to the fitness stuff a little bit because you you definitely look very athletic. You're uh, strong. Uh, you move well. You you work a sh you work shift work. Um, sleep is always an issue. What is your diet like? What do you find works best for this crazy shift work that we do? And how do you maintain around the firehouse when you know the chocolate cake hits the table and everybody's digging yeah. in? So I am known, um, and I have been at each department that I've worked for, for that one person that is not going to eat what everybody else is eating. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten a lot of crap for it. But at yeah. this point, I think it's just, it's just a given. People know that, you know, I, I bring my own food. I meal prep. I bring my food. Um, I've been meal prepping since I was 17. It's, it's a lifestyle. That's it's when you started bodybuilding, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. Um, and I took a break when I was a mom, a stay-at-home mom. I, I didn't do all of those things because it just, that wasn't a priority at the time. Um, I wish I had kept it up, but I didn't. But yeah, back to that. I, I meal prep. Um, I eat the same thing every single day. Uh, because for me, what I want physically out of my body, I, I, I want to know how things affect me. You know, food is fuel. It affects how we function. So if I eat the same thing every day, then I know where my, my functionality is, right? Yeah. If I want to switch something up, then I have found that it's easier for me to switch out one thing at a time because I, I will know, you know, if I switch out sweet potatoes for regular potatoes, how is that going to affect me? Is it going to make me feel good? Is it going to make me feel bad? So that's kind of um, the way I go about my food. I, I bring... I bring about eight meals with me for a 24 hour shift. Mm -hmm. If I'm going straight from there to another shift, um, then I'll bring at least two days worth of food. And I eat every three to four hours. Uh, I do my best to do that. And are, I just- Are you eating high protein, moderate carbs, low fat? 
Um, right now, and so that's another thing um, that's a little bit more in depth for me than it needs to be for, for other people just based on bowls. Um, I do eat higher protein for sure. Uh, as far as carbs and fats goes, it just depends on what my goals are at that time. Some people do better with higher carbs. Some people do better with higher fats and lower carbs. So it, it can get very um, detailed. For me, higher protein, um, you know, half carbs, I would say. Um, protein's probably 60%. Carbs are probably, you know, 40 and then I've got my fat. So Okay. Yeah, 60% protein is pretty pretty high. It, it when, is pretty high. Yeah. Um, but you know, protein aids in and muscle growth recovery, all of those lovely things, as well right. as, you know, uh, establishing a, a lower caloric intake, right. uh, higher energy. So I put a lot of uh of effort into my diet for, for many reasons, not just for functional reasons, but you know, I have aesthetic goals that I want as right. well. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and as far as, um, do you do any like cheat meals, anything like that? I, <laughs> I did not okay. for a very long time. Have not, I will say for a very long time. I, um, there's a little story to that and I'll try to summarize it because I know we're kind of running out of time, but from competing, I really, really, really hurt my body. Um, my hormones, my thyroid, adrenal system, just my endocrine system in general, I, I trashed it. So I've had to kind of rebuild it. And um, because of that, no, I did not have cheat meals. I, you know, I don't drink. Um, I just didn't do any of that stuff. I am now at the point where um, I'm, I'm going to start incorporating, you know, a, a free meal once a week. And um, drinking. And, and drink, yeah, and, and, and so, a lot of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so drinking has never been a thing for me. Um, yeah. But I have found that you know another thing as far as the disconnecting and not having like that that social aspect in life. Um, I want to be able to now have a couple of drinks and, and enjoy some time with other people. And um, I. My mind frame is changing a little bit when it comes to that. I think it's okay if I, you know, have a drink once a week and have a meal once a week that I don't have to think about and bring and plan. And I, and I think that's okay. You know, yeah. that's a, a balance. Um, but it's one that I'm I'm finding and it's hard for me. Yeah. 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 I've, I've completely um, taken that whole lifestyle on. I mean, I, my dieting was always like – basically like yours, like I said, high, high protein, right. moderate carbs, low fat, like the eighties bodybuilding style, right. you know? Right. Um, but being, and then when I was in the firehouse for like the first 15 years, I was like you where always, always ate my own food, but now I'm kind of like sitting down to, to have dinner with the guys. And, uh, but the problem is I also like to do stuff with my family too. And right. So my old thought was always like, I can't do it at the firehouse because then I can't, I can't do it when I'm at home. But, right. and the, the real problem is, is I'm doing both now and it's not helping me. It's really not right. mentally. It's helping me though. And, right. and, it, and I, and I'm happy with that right now, but I, right. I don't feel it's something that I want to keep doing. Right. Whatever, whatever. And, yeah. 
and that's understandable. You've got to find your balance, you yeah. know, what, what works for you. I don't, the, the whole cheap meal or free meal or whatever thing is a new thing for me. I'll give myself, you know, a couple of hours where I, I have a meal. I will not overdo it um, as hard as that is for me because it, it is hard for me now. I haven't, I haven't had that food. So it's like, wow, that tastes really good. I'm yeah. used to very bland food. Um, I will not do that at the firehouse because of the fact that I've eaten so strictly and so so clean for so long that it does not make me feel good when I eat that. Okay, but food. now when you come in from a run, two o'clock in the morning, you were you were in the rack, knocked out cold. You know, you did everything good all day, and yeah. now you go out on a run, even if it's a you know a bullshit false alarm. You're still out for like 20, 25 minutes. By the time you turn it all around, and come back. And you're feeling that little bit of a grumble, right? And you're like, hmm, you got grilled chicken cold in the refrigerator or there's that piece of, you know, brownie over there. Now, right. it's, you know, your mind is different. Yeah. It's two o'clock in the morning brain. And 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 I think like um, you get like, a, you know what? I work hard. You know what? I eat right. I right. deserve that brownie. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. get, do you ever get that little crazy conversation going in your I, I do. And I think the more tired you are, um, the more you crave that sugar because your yeah. body's tired right. and the easier it is to be like, oh man, it'd be so much easier just to, to grab that, that cake that's over there or whatever and eat it. Yeah. And it would make me feel better. And, um, you know, but I don't. You will feel better until right after the last bite exactly and then you're punching yourself in the side of the head what did i just do this is like what i try to explain to people this is when it counts the most like yeah Yeah. i know i know you've been good all day and and you and you think you deserve it but this is where it counts the most you're gonna eat that brownie and go back into the rack with all that sugar floating through your body when you're trying to sleep and it's that's where it's that's where it's worse, but it's right. such a difficult thing. This, it, this is a really good conversation that I, I hope people in the fire service, first responders in general can, can listen and appreciate. You're, you're basically saying do what works best for you, but there are certain parameters. If you want to be a healthy first responder, yeah. diet is right. It's key. And it this is. is a great way to do it. Right. Right. It is. Um, and, and there are those easy things that you can that you can bring to the firehouse and grab. You know, you come back from a call, you're starving, you want to be able to get in bed and try to get some rest if you can. And there are things you can get. I mean, there's a lot of people are going to think this is totally lame, and it, it may be, but for me, it's sugar-free Jello. <laughs> sugar-free Jello. I mean, it's it's gelatin. You know, it's it's a little bit sweet. It's there. It's easy. It's you open the package, you eat it. You put something in your stomach and you feel like, okay, I ate something. I don't care if you eat four of them. It's right. still... There's no calories. Right. So yeah. it's, it, there are things that you can do other than grabbing that brownie. I, I, don't... I laughed when you said Jello because I was eating orange sugar-free Jello at work and somebody made a comment to the effect of how lame it was. <laughs> and, you, <laughs> yeah. and you say it sounds yeah. lame and I'm like, yeah, yes, it is lame but but what it does is like you just said it it tricks your body you think you're getting something sweet 
And yeah, it's artificial sweetener. That might be bad for you, but it's such a little bit. You don't make a habit out of it. Yeah. It's yeah. just to get through that moment. And, and right. you're going to, you're going to feel much better the next morning when you get up. So much better. So much better. Um, yeah, they, you know, when I worked at Chapel Hill prior, they, a food line would make bags of jello. They were like these jello cubes. They were the bomb. <laughs> you would reach in a bag and you could pick up like this cube of jello and it was, it was harder and it was thicker and it just was so good. They don't make them anymore, unfortunately. But I was known for my bags of jello. <laughs> and, um, you know, if, if anybody wanted to get me a treat, that's what they would get me is they'd go get April bags <laughs> of jello. Um, so yeah, there are so many little tricks and, and I'm happy to, if people want to message me about anything, I'm an open book. Um, I probably put on, uh, put out some videos on Instagram that I could, you know, hold back on, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to, yeah. I think it's important to be honest and to put things out there. Um, you know, goals, achievements, struggles, thoughts, uh, fire service are, you know, personal related from being a firefighter or being a first responder. There's, there's, there's many issues and, and many things to talk about. And yeah. uh, Th this is I why I wanted to have you on because your Instagram is that right there. It's, it's, tr I don't know if you intentionally meant to do this, but you're providing service. It's not just it's not just an Instagram where you're like, hey, look at what I did today. Is, aren't I cool? Like you meaningfully go on there with strong messages, inspirational messages, and it's helpful to people. I know that for a fact because I've been inspired by stuff that you've talked about and just watching you work out and stuff. And that's why, you know, I wanted you to come on and share this. And I want people to go check you out and start following you on Instagram because you have a quality thing there that can help people. And at the end of the day, that's what this is all about, helping people out. That's why we went into the line of work we're in. That's why we're sitting here having this conversation. What can we do to contribute to society? You're doing that at a high level and I applaud you for it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, that wasn't, you know, you know, I, I didn't set out to do that. Um, I hope that I do motivate people. I'm willing to answer any questions. Um, I've tried to be an open book, uh, despite the fact that it can it can be hard in the fire service to, to post things. But um, I I want to be brutally honest about stuff, and you know I, I plan on doing that. And I really appreciate you saying that. Uh, it it helps me a lot because sometimes I wonder like, eh, should I have put that out there or, or, or you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. know what you're going through. And like you mentioned, you know, being that you're, you are a firefighter, there, if somebody doesn't, who's listening doesn't know, usually when you do stuff like that, you kind of get made fun of and things like that. 100%. It's, it's, it's not meant, it's just kidding around, but it's, that's the way the fire service is. It could be, right. it could be brutal, man. It could be tough. Yeah, God, people are tough on each other, but it, it's, it's because it's like a brotherhood, sisterhood thing. Right. And, right. it, but it but is. still, it's it takes courage to put yourself out there. It does. And, it does. And you do question things and stuff like that because you know that's the human in in all of us. So yeah, that's that's a big thing that people should realize. Um, and 
keep doing exactly what you're doing. You know, just you're Thank doing you. right. If at least if my opinion means anything. It does. It means a lot, actually. You know, I've I've been looking at a lot of stuff that you're doing and I listened to um it was Aaron Quinn, right? Yeah, that Aaron Quinn. On. Yeah. So, and I was listening to his uh, whole discussion about bringing in, uh, you know, yoga and breathing. And I actually have a really good friend who has been teaching me that stuff because I desperately need it. I yeah. have a hard time turning off my brain and, and relaxing. Um, and he just started uh, morphine and mindfulness uh, where he's trying to help first responders with that. He was former spec ops. He's now a paramedic and having him kind of teach me about the art of breathing and you know different things like that that's an, a whole nother new thing to me that I'm trying to incorporate um and the, a lot of things that you incorporate on your site you know I definitely want to get your your tool and start using that because that looks incredible yeah awesome. that's so you mentioned in yoga and and the thing for me is I've tried it before like that is definitely true and Aaron you know that's why he was great to have on the show the one thing a lot of firemen do, if they do work out, which is not all of them, but when they do, they're doing the back-breaking hard-ass workouts. Right. And, you know, because I got to be ready for the job. Like, CrossFit is hard, you know? Like, just right. anything, like, heavy squats and all this stuff. Yeah, great. But the job itself is a meat grinder. Then you're putting yourself through this meat grinder. And right. we're so good. We're so good at enduring this, this onslaught all the time. Right. When do we pain. ever just take a step back and say, you know what, today I just want to stretch. Right. <laughs> like, right. Wanna... You're right. And so steel mace is, is, yes. th is that for me? Cause I could just never get into yoga that, that well, but I do try, you know, it's, right. and it's not something I'm going to completely quit. I will get back to yoga. Um, but yeah, the steel mace, I think is perfect for firemen. You know, it's a good I, in between. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've been watching the videos and that's definitely going to be the, the next thing on my list to, to get. Um, and like you said, yoga, I'm the same way, you know, mobility. I have learned at, especially at this age, good Lord, that it's super important. And I never did it before. Right. It was the deadlifts and the squats and yeah. the like, let's, live in the pain and it's okay if you hurt it's okay if like things start falling apart but now i realize i need that mobility to keep doing what i'm doing um but as far as the the yoga and the mind frame where he comes into play is that it's not really about the the flexi yogi stuff it's about the the mindset the breathing yeah um the being healthy mentally and and all of that and um, what's his name um chris Chris Vanderberg. Um, and, and, and it's morphine, morphine and, huh? Go, go ahead. What was it? Morphine. So his, it's, it's morphine and mindfulness. And I actually have some posts on my page from it. Um, and he's, he's been amazing. Uh, he's been in my life for a short period of time. Just met him through, he's a medic for the county that I work in. And he's taught me so much in that short period of time. Yeah. And his background is incredible. So um, if people want to check him out, he's he's going to be a great resource for first responders just with what he's trying to help us do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, check him out. And if you don't mind, April, send him my way because I'd love to have him come yeah, on the I podcast will. to talk about what he does. I will, absolutely. Um, right, that's great. Yeah, he's, he actually sent me over a, a kind of a 23-minute thing to try out tonight. Um, that I'm going to try and, and give him some feedback on. So, 
yeah, I'll definitely give him your information. I think he'd be great for the podcast and I've learned a lot and I'm looking forward to learning even more right. um, from him. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. April, tell everybody best way to get in touch with you. I think it's your Instagram, but if it's just uh, anything, Facebook or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm on Facebook. I do not look at Facebook often. Uh, the messages are a little ridiculous on there. Uh, Everybody's been saying get, that lately. <laughs> people can get pretty. Uh, yeah. I don't look at the messages mm. on there. So Instagram, um, fire a 26. Um, April Mannion is my name. You can also email me at aprilm at live.com. Um, yeah, get a hold of me and I will do my best. Sometimes it takes me some time, but I will answer your questions, especially um, I've had some females reach out to me about how to, to, to prepare themselves for the line of work. Um, anybody, any questions, nutrition, diet, mental stuff, PTSD, body dysmorphia, anything that you want to ask me, ask me. I'm an open book. I've had many struggles as we all do, and I'm more than happy to share them and try to help people with them to the best of my ability. If I can't, then I can give you some resources um, to, to continue with that help. So. All right. That's great. Everybody, that's April. Check her out. Um, like I said earlier, you know, you, uh, you're, you're not going to be disappointed with following her on Instagram, even if you're not a first responder, because this is just real life stuff. It, 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 it transcends everybody and everything. So, April, thank you very much. And uh, hopefully we'll get you back on one day for an yeah. update. And um, that's it. Well, thanks for coming on. I so appreciate you having me. Um, you're inspirational as well. I, I'm I'm very, very, very happy to be a part of this now and to, uh, to, to be able to, to look at your stuff and look at Steel Mace Nation and, and get some badass, you know, ideas and tools. And so, yeah, thank you. Yeah, when you're, when you're ready to uh, talk purchasing of a Steel Mace, let me know. I might just I point you toward the Adex <laughs> Mace and Club, which is Absolutely. a show sponsor. But All there's right, other yeah. ways you could go too, um, but we'll talk about it. All right. Good deal. Thank All you. Right. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. And thank you, April. Take care. You too.